Hi everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Mike McLeod, and I am the owner of Solve CrossFit. This podcast, along with my coaching practice, aims to help busy adults such as yourselves tackle your health and fitness goals, no matter what they might be. This is one question I get a lot. Today, we're going to be talking about metabolism, and I hear a lot of kind of busy adults kind of always tell me, you know, I used to have such a fast metabolism. Um, and now it's kind of slowed down and it's not really, you know, that's why I gained weight or that's why I find it hard to lose weight because my metabolism's too slow. And without kind of telling you the obvious, which is that like, look, there might be a little bit more to it than you either have a fast or slow metabolism. Um, without trying to, you know, like I said, degrade your level of thinking or tell you that you're wrong, I'll, I'll approach this from your perspective and I hope that then from that you can then go, okay, I know how to kind of take action based on my perspective to make my goals move forward with that. So yeah, just kind of uh, keeping myself safe from anyone in the fitness industry that's going to tell me that I'm wrong about metabolism, right? Because most people are going to sit there and say that you that you don't have anything such as a slow or fast metabolism um, to an extent, but I know what you mean. So anyway, this might be the only thing that you listen to about metabolism that isn't trying to sell you something. So let's just start off with what metabolism actually is. It's just the rate at which your body burns energy, okay? Those things can be influenced, by the way. So you can burn energy more effectively. For example, if you, I don't know, wake up and go for a run straight away versus waking up and having a drink of water or waking up and doing nine hours of work, right? Your metabolism will just respond to what you do in your life. So if you're not doing enough, your metabolism has le- you know no reason to pick up. If you're eating highly processed foods, your metabolism has you know less work to do because it's already been processed. It doesn't, your body doesn't has to, has to spend uh, sorry expend as much energy to digest those foods, for example. So your metabolism is just the rate at which your body burns energy. Your body uses calories for energy, we all know this, just like your car uses petrol for energy. You need calories to power your body's systems, such as digestion, sorry, digestion, circulation, uh, but you also need calories to move. When you eat too many calories, you store them as fat. So if you're eating too much, okay, or too many calories, then you're actually, you know, burning through um, your metabolism, digestion, circulation, moving, things like that. Um, then your body will store them as fat. And this is where things kind of get complicated. Calories from sugar are more likely to be stored as fat because sugar tricks your body into thinking, like there's lots of calories on the way. Uh, And it's usually right. It's easy to pack on a lot of calories into sugary foods, but I'll keep this at a high level for now. You want a fast metabolism. And like I said, in terms of, can you actually have a fast or slow metabolism? No, but for the purpose of this conversation, you are trying to strive towards having a fast metabolism, meaning your body needs to burn a lot of calories. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to just burn more calories than you consume. Obviously, you should eat maybe a little bit less, but there are three ways that you actually burn calories. The first is the basal metabolic process. This is the number of calories your body burns when you're not moving. This is measured as basal metabolic rate or BMR. The more muscle you have, the higher your BMR will be. The less muscle you have, the lower your BMR will be because muscle burns calories to stay alive. This is where, like I said, most most kind of, um, let's talk about like PTs or things that you would have heard that gives you this idea that, you know, your, met- your metabolism is either fast or slow. This is kind of the root cause and where, it's, where, the, where the terminology is grounded in is that 
typically with all the busy adults that I see um, or meet on a regular basis, many of them can't, for example, do a pull-up. And that's not because they're too heavy. It's because they actually don't have enough lean muscle mass on them. And so because they don't have much muscle in their body, it's easier for them to store it as weight because we just understood that through the basal metabolic process, right, the number of calories you burn, you burn, your body burns when you're not moving is measured as basal metabolic rate or BMR, i.e. the more muscle you have, the higher the rate of your BMR will be, right? This is a great way to lose calories, sorry, to burn calories is just to simply have a little bit more muscle and more strength. The thermic effect of food, this is the second one. So it costs a bit of energy to digest food. Not much, but you know enough to kind of make a big dent in your ability to burn calories. It takes slightly more energy to break down protein and fats than to break down carbohydrates. This is maybe 10% of your total daily intake at best, but still pretty good. And so again, this is why we ask people to try and eat more whole foods rather than processed foods, because the thermic effect of food is going to be greater trying to process a um, whole food versus a processed food. And what I mean by that is whole foods are foods that you can catch, kill, grow, pick. You know, they're usually found within the first three aisles of any supermarket. And the processed foods are anything that has beautifully bright packaging, uh, you know, names that make them sound even more uh, appealing, and then obviously massive ingredients lists on the back with with the ingredients that you really just don't recognize. Um, there's a like, unfortunately, now as well with like you know vegan diets coming in and things like that. You know, there's now vegan sections in the uh, processed meal aisles, which is where you'll find all your other meals. And there's now a whole vegan section there. And people think, oh, it must be healthier. And it's like, well, hey, if it's going in the oven and it's got more than 25 ingredients on the on in the one food item, it's really not that good for you. So again, you're gonna expend more uh, calories through the thermic effect of food and digestion if you're eating more whole foods. The last one is obviously, is really obvious. And this is where most people focus their entire energy. And I think like it's as 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 good as it is, you've now understood that there's, that there's two ways to also burn calories, right? One is BMR, your basal metabolic rate. The second is the thermic effect of food. And the last one is obviously energy expenditure through physical exercise. So these are the calories that you, sorry, these are the calories that are required for you to move. The more you move, the more you burn. Walking and shopping don't really count for that much, but despite what our Ministry of Health says, uh, to everybody, you will not lose weight mowing the lawn or taking one flight of stairs every day. Even an hour of intense aerobic exercise might improve your daily calorie use by actually about 20%. So it, you need the combination of all three. You can't just rely on one to kind of do everything for you, right? You need to have a little bit of all three. And this is where I guess people are separated, right? It's like, if I look at even just my job as a coach, if we look at the first one, which is basal metabolic rate, like the the um, calories that I burn at rest, well, I don't have much body fat on me. Um, I, I've done strength training pretty much all my life. I can do multiple pull-ups. I can back squat well over my body weight. I can deadlift above my body weight. Even when I'm injured, I can deadlift above my body weight. Um, for the most part, like I have a lot of strength. So even just me existing... I'm burning more calories than most people simply because I already have lean muscle mass in my body. Um, I have more, a greater percentage of muscle mass than I do body fat. So I'm already ahead of the game. Then the thermic effect of food. 
Well, I own the only processed foods I eat typically are in the evening when I sit down with my partner at the end of the day and we might have some processed sugar. You know, like last night we shared a Toblerone. Um, she had some popcorn sort of thing. And that's pretty much the only kind of, I guess, processed food we'll eat. In terms of our meals, which makes up 80% of all the food that we eat, it's always whole food. It's always meat, vegetables, maybe some, some fats in there as well. So the thermic effect of my food is going to be, again, usually pretty good in comparison to most people who are kind of you know eating oven foods and processed foods and things like that um and then in terms of energy expenditure well my job requires me to be physical i'm actually on my feet all the time um because i'm coaching then i'm also going to train and then i also need you know time for my hobbies which funnily enough are always usually active as well so the only time that i really sit down at any point is actually during the weekend maybe on a sunday where we spend most of the time just watching films and chilling out but I need that because I'm absolutely shattered from from a busy week. So that's it, right? The real way to burn calories is to increase your muscle mass. That's probably your best bet, which means you got you have to lift weights, right? You have to get stronger. You have to want to build a stronger body. And for anyone who's in that place where, you know, they just feel like their entire life story is always either monitoring, checking or trying to lose weight, imagine if you switch that to having your life's mission to build a stronger body, you'll probably let go of needing to lose weight because it would actually naturally happen. Let's say you have a basal metabolic rate of, you know, a thousand calories per day. You eat 1,500 calories per day. Yeah, right, no one eats that little. <laughs> and, uh, and you do a spin class for an hour. So let's say your food choices are pretty good and you have protein or fat with every meal. Your BMR plus your thermic effect of food plus the exercise is 1,300 calories. You're still going to gain weight there. If you did this exact thing every day, you'd gain a pound every 18 days. Now let's say you boost your BMR. The only way to do this is by building muscle, as we already said, or maybe sleeping on the sun or <laughs> or eating those uh, chemical foot warmers or, you know, you get the point, right? Um, if your new BMR is now 1,200 and you eat the same 1,500 calories a day and the thermic effect of food will be the same, but the calories you burn during exercise will go up along with the calories you burn to live, right? So your new BMR, thanks to a little bit more muscle mass, is now 1,200 your BMR plus the thermic effect of food plus exercise, 1,530, you've actually lost a bit of weight. So you burn calories right after exercise when your muscle feeds itself, but you burn far more just by walking around because you have more muscle mass on you. Does that make sense? So creating a calorie deficit is obviously the first step to losing fat, but it's just not the only step. And that's where most people kind of get caught up on. You'll hear PTs talk about all the time. You need to be in a calorie deficit. You need to be in a calorie deficit. It's like, yeah, and you also need more muscle mass. You have to have both. So if I was going to tell a person, look, what's the first step to weight loss? I'd probably tell them to lift weights. Like that's the best thing that they could do is start to lift weights. And the, again, this is kind of where a lot of people make mistakes. They grab their five kilo dumbbells at home and they do 20, you know, four sets of 20 reps, bicep curls. They do four sets of 20 um, on the on the, on a squat, for example. And they kind of never really improve the weight more than, you know, or they don't use a heavier weight other than like a five kilo dumbbell. You actually have to want to get stronger. Like you should pursue doing a pull-up at some point in your life. You, you, you should pursue squatting your entire body weight um, with a barbell, like those are real strength or facets of strength. So 
that's the type of uh, weight training that I'm kind of encouraging here. It's not just to kind of lift some light kettlebells or dumbbells that you got from Aldi at home. Um, so yeah, the second step is to probably, you know, limit the pro try and try and, uh, swap some of your processed foods out for whole foods. And then the third is really just to go walking in the evening to again, just improve your kind of physical activity for the day, especially if you have a sit down job, but it's all three that really kind of help, but you don't need to obsess about them either. Like I said, for me, that's just, that's just my lifestyle. Like that's just how my day is kind of geared up towards is I get up and I either, if I don't train, I might have, um, you know, some eggs, maybe some avocado, maybe some fruit and nuts, um, maybe a coffee, maybe half a bagel, something like that. Then I'll probably go work out. Then I'm going to be coaching for a few hours, so I'm on my feet again. Then my lunch is going to be some chicken, maybe some salad or some veg or something like that. And then again, I might play a sport in the evening if I haven't got any coaching on. Um, for example, I play football twice a week on top of that. Then I might take the dogs for a walk as well. And then I might finish off with some admin and some dinner later on in the evening. And it means that by the time I have, you know, three or four triangles of Toberone from a mini bar, it's just really not going to have that much of an effect on on um, my ability to lose or, or gain weight, right? Because I'm far exceeding the amount of calories that I'm consuming by expending them in the in the in the day in the first place with what I eat, how much I exercise and what I'm doing at rest. So I hope you found some value in that. Now, look, if you're struggling to lose weight and you need help and this sounds really complicated and you want me to kind of just give you a plan that's going to work and it's going to give you three to five kilos worth of weight loss inside four weeks um, in a safe way and you want to continue doing that for a long time, maybe you've got 20, 30 kilos. Like we've helped clients lose over 25, 30 kilos. That's a huge amount of weight and it hasn't come within six months. I'm not going to lie. Some of it's come very quickly and some of it's been a lot longer than that, right? Some people, it takes five years for them to lose that sort of weight. Some people can do it inside a year. Some people can do it inside six months. It just depends on you as an individual, your person, you, you know, who you are as a person, your lifestyle, and obviously what you're eating, what you're doing for your exercise and, uh, and what kind of um, composition your body's already got in terms of its muscle mass and, and fat and fat loss and things like that. So like I said, if you need any help, you can go ahead and book an intro on our website, www.solvecrossfit.com forward slash free dash intro. And you can book a conversation with me um, in the gym and we'll help you get towards your goals. Like I said, we help busy adults in Worcestershire reach their health and fitness goals all the time. So if that's you and you'd like some help, you know what to do. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like that, give us a give us a five-star review, share it. And uh, again, yeah, share it with somebody who needs to hear this, right? Um, and let us know so that we can continue to produce the content for you to, to listen to. Thanks, team. Have a great day.